welcome to The Divine Style with Jalinda Stella, personal stylist and spiritual mentor, and Alison Maiden, psychic medium and metaphysical teacher. Each episode, we share spiritual lessons to cultivate self-love and self-expression so you can become the best version of you. Welcome to The Divine Style. I'm Jalinda. And I'm Alison. Very excited today because we are talking about a topic that I think plays such a big role in our lives every single day, and that is our emotions <laughs> and the power our emotions have. They, mm-hmm. they have the power to manifest multiple things, whether it's positive or negative, uh, and they have the power to, to really move us and change our direction and also hold us in place. Yes, well, basically, we're, we're emotional beings, aren't we? So everything is an emotive reaction, whether it is positive or negative. Um, but well, did you ever watch that um, the, the movie The Secret that was out oh, gosh, a long 90s, time ago? Was it 90s or early 2000s? Mm, I think 2000s, yeah. yeah. And the principle of that is that if you want something enough, you'll manifest it, the universe will give it to you. Um, and people then you know, were starting to make vision boards and they were starting to, to put out their, their red sports cars or their diamond necklace or whatever it is they wanted. But what they failed to realise is that it was actually the emotion behind it that was the manifestation. It wasn't actually looking at something and wishing for it in your mind. It was the language of the universe is emotion. So if you're feeling something enough, the universe goes, oh, you must want more of that, right? And that's what it's going to give you. So if you're constantly feeling negative about everything, you will constantly have more things to feel negative about. Yes. And so it's really important that we recognize our emotions, that we actually acknowledge our emotions and don't push them away or push them down, but feel them, know them, own them, and then get on with whatever it is that we need to do to change things in a more positive direction for ourselves. And as we were talking about the the secret, I think one of the things that uh, people, you know, you long for something or you want for something and then that feeling of longing or wanting or craving, like you said, creates more wanting, longing or craving. So that thing feels just out of reach. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so it's that feeling of already having attained it and having it already. Which is what people can't get their head around at all. Um, And that is that something that is in the future can actually be felt in the present. So, you know, um, I often sort of say to my own students, you know, don't think of it as I'm going to have. Think of it as I already have um, and feel it as I already have. I'm already fulfilled. I'm already skinny. I'm already wearing the diamond engagement ring. Um, You know, actually physically be in that space and and own that that feeling um, like it's yours already. Now, if you're not feeling worthy of having these things and you have like energy blocks to feeling worthy, then that's really a big stumbling block in the way of manifestation. And and that goes to say, like, you know, the negative emotions that come in over the top of the positive ones. So if you've got this little nagging voice in your head saying you're not good enough, then it's very hard to feel positive about things. You know, so that's something that you need to look at. And this is what I say about don't push emotions away. Be it good or bad, they are actually giving you a, uh, a heads up as to what's actually going on inside of you and the processing that's going on because you might have patterns that have come with you from past lives that are manifesting now or it could even be you know, patterns that you've actually manifested in this lifetime through actions that have been taken either by you or to you 
um, that you're just not processing and you're just feeling like, um, I, I think, gosh, we talked about conditioning a few podcasts ago, but I've just noticed so much in this last probably couple of months of my clients coming to me saying that they don't feel good enough because of what they see, you know, on YouTube or on, on, um, on social media and saying that they should be a certain way or think a certain way or there's all these ads and you know yourself you go through and these ads pop up constantly, constantly. Yeah. about you know being better being skinnier being this being that um, I've been getting a lot they must realize my age because I've been getting a lot of those are you senile <laughs> are you going senile or would you like to do this test to see whether or not you can remember oh, stuff wow. because you know you're so old oh that's but, <laughs> Like you say about they're not good enough. If you if you are getting those messages over yeah. and over again, you're gonna see it everywhere. Like the reticular, the activation system. If I'm saying that correctly, but you will f- find people, things, situations that sure. are gonna show you that you're not good enough. That's right. If somebody brings to your mind, if I said to you, um, you know, red Suzuki Swift, you're gonna go out on the road and drive your car, and then you'll be seeing red Suzuki Swifts all the time. Anyone driving right now who sees a red Suzuki, <laughs> please let us know. <laughs> Because I've suggested that to you, so therefore it's in your head, and it, it, even though they've always been there around you, you know you won't not you won't acknowledge it because it's not in your mind or forefront of your mind. So whatever's going on with you is going to be in the forefront of your mind, and that's what you will notice more of. And so recognize, I think that's a big thing though, is recognize those patterns because if you are not feeling good enough, instead of looking for the ways that are showing you how you're feeling, yeah. that, we want to start reversing some of those situation so it doesn't feel like you're constantly getting put in that scenario yeah it's just a repeating pattern i think allowing yourself i mean that that's the biggest thing right allow yourself to feel the emotion don't try and push it down don't try and push it away or do what some people do which is you distract themselves with work or you know tv or watching a movie you know, or, or eating <laughs> or, or drinking. Or projection onto another person. Or, yeah, picking arguments, etc. Um, allow yourself to feel that particular emotion, no matter what it is. And if it's negative, um, which a lot of the times it is, because, well, let's face it, if we're happy and enjoy, we don't kind of think about it. It's because we're happy, so we don't think about it. Yeah. But when we're negative, we think about it because it's something we don't want to be in. Um, but allow it to be and just sit with it and just allow your body and say, thanks very much, body, I'm feeling this. And then just let it pass through you, literally unstopped. So you could say your anger, for instance, you know, if you're feeling angry, first of all, what's behind the anger? You know, is it because you've been cut off in traffic or someone hasn't done something right for you? Invariably, there's always something underneath the fear. Now, really great book for anyone that would like to know more about this is um, The Journey by Brandon Bays, fantastic book. And she talks about in her expertise, and she was, um, well, she still is, but she was when all this began for her, um, touring the world with Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and all of those really big names in the spiritual movement. And, um, and she was very much faced with an incredible challenge in her life where she grew a tumour the size of a football in her uterus. Um, This came about, sort of it snuck up on her because she's eating vegan food, she's doing all the right things, she's meditating, she's, you know, living the LA lifestyle. And she was so shocked 
that she'd actually got this health condition because of all the things she was doing externally. And then she realized through the process of healing that it was her emotions that caused this tumor to grow. And it was in the, you know, the center of creation. And um, I don't want to spoil the book for you because the book's an amazing read, right? But what she did, being an NLP practitioner, so that's neuro-linguistic programming, so it's about words and how words are spoken, and she had a lot of other um, healing modalities under her belt. So what she did was she examined her emotions. And as she went through one by one, she was able then to forgive the people that you know, showed her the emotion in the first place, that wow. brought it up for her. Yeah. And as she forgave and released it, the tumour shrank down to nothing. Incredible. Now, you know this uh, Cedar Sinai, I think it's called a um, medical centre in the States, which is like a huge hospital there. It's one of the, the most um, prestigious sort of like advanced hospitals they have. Are there. She actually had two scans done. The first scan was with the tumour. And then after she spent about three months reducing the tumour through her forgiveness work, um, and the doctors were totally stunned, but she has those as proof, living proof, that she was able to do this. Now, in the back of the book, she gives the process. Now, one of the processes that she used was dropping through the emotion and finding out what's underneath. And I found that I still use it now with, with my clients. So we get people to feel the emotion, let it come up, feel it with all of their body. It's so intensified. Now magnify that a thousand times. You're so angry. You're so upset. You're so let down, whatever it is. And then we stay open to what may be underneath it and we allow ourselves to drop down. And you kind of imagine, if you like, the floor kind of opening up, but there's another floor underneath that's going to catch you. And then when you're in that space, we then go, okay, what's this emotion? What am I feeling now? And it's surprising how there's all these layers of different emotions until we finally get to that bottom one, the, the one that actually caused it in the first place, which is usually fear. Fear, yeah, is the basis of all emotion. It's of right the negative the bottom. side, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible to mm. get, try and get to the core. But whilst you are angry, there is, a, you know, we talk about anger because it does affect your amygdala, mm-hmm. <laughs> me using big words, uh, but in the, in those parts of your brain that it clouds it and you can't think straight. And so when we are experiencing emotions and we're so used to bearing them down and not feeling them, mm. uh, that can be quite confronting. So like you said, feel it and, and amplify it and feel it in your body and, and allow it to move through you. And this isn't about going and punching a pillow or low. that makes you feel better this is about allowing your body to do its work which is to help you remove the emotion so it doesn't get stuck in the body well emotion is just energy um and so yeah i mean punching pillows and punching bags and stuff like that sure i mean that can be very therapeutic don't punch people no people no people (laughs) but anything that you're not going to harm yourself with or anyone else with you can get the energy out of your body temporarily but the cause of that is still in there so I think it's important to, to walk through, you know, what, what happened to me that's made me feel this way. Um, and if you can't do it on your own, then seek out a good practitioner that can help you. But what I've, what I've learned is that if we start unpacking the suitcase, there's a whole heap of stuff that, that comes out of the woodwork. And it can come, as I say, from this lifetime. It can come from past lifetimes. And so sometimes we need different modalities or sometimes a healer that can actually do it all that can actually take us through 
you know, the best way to get rid of those blocked emotions. Like we've spoken about past life regression, yeah. EFT, uh, so the tapping frequency. I know there's a technique that I really love called focusing and that's where you sit within the emotion and you name it, you give it a colour, you give it a shape and then you allow it to tell you what it's trying to express because you instead of shoving it away, you actually acknowledge it. And just mm. in that process, sometimes it's gone in, in a second. You, mm. you, you try and find the emotion again and then you get this amazing awareness as to what's caused it and what's beneath it. Yeah, well, a lot of the times, you know, when you're a child, you're told that you're not allowed to have certain emotions, like stop crying. Mm-hmm. What are you crying about? You've got nothing to cry about. Well, obviously, a child can't process emotions as well as an adult can. In fact, you know, up until about the age of seven, um, they're completely emotionally immature. And so, you know, there's only the awareness, really, that starts to happen, starts to happen at seven years old. Um, And then once we start to sort of become emotionally mature, we're going through hormonal changes in our body. Oh, my gosh. So that messes us up. The amount of uh, clients that I've been getting with teenagers at the moment that are going through so much. And teenagers, their brain, because it's still developing, they literally think that their emotions trump everybody else. Of course. (laughs) It's just where they're at. It's incredible that their emotions mean everything to them. Yes. Yeah, they're not very self-aware at this point. So um, I think it's important to recognise that sometimes we need professional help with this and that whatever way that comes in for you, and it could be natural healing or it could be that you want to go and see a psychologist or whatever it it, it feels. And don't forget too that just because you believe in a spiritual path doesn't necessarily mean that your child or the person you're trying to help actually believes in that. So, you know, perhaps it's like um, sending them to um, a hypnotherapist like Craig Homine, yes, who is, uh, you know, pretty mainstream, but Craig's a very spiritual man, um, and he can do both, you know. Um, but, yeah, if it's a psychologist you need, well, we had wonderful Kelly Harris on, um, there's, there's so many different paths that you can take to get to the bottom of these issues. And if one doesn't work for you, then don't be scared to find something else because you might just stumble across something that's going to be brilliant you know and really help you to unpack all of those old programmings and things that are still trapped inside and if they stay trapped unfortunately they they will cause the disease that we speak about um, the disease and then unfortunately yeah I mean it will manifest sometimes in a physical disease which I think all diseases personally it's a personal opinion I'm not saying that I'm an expert on anything at the moment but what I've found over the many years I've been involved in in healing people is that if we can actually get to the bottom of the emotion that's blocked, the body has a chance to heal itself. And in that way, it can actually um, completely get rid of whatever it may be, like Brandon Bays. Yeah, amazing. And, and look, and I know we've spoken about this on previous podcasts about the lump that I did have in my breast, but I did have to go into that work and go, what is it that caused this? Yeah. And there was a lot of uh, you know self-loathing. Uh, and I mean, right at my chest, self-love. It was right, mm. right there. And so my journey did start to be all about self-love and but it was all about self-love of my body at that stage it wasn't about the self-love on the internal level that that it is now where mm. it's you know looking at words and the power of words and and looking at the power of the emotions that that I have behind that because it it does I'm I'm with you I've seen so many people that when you're working with them you see where their illness is and you can go straight to the cause emotional cause behind it mm. Um, and this is why it's difficult when we are working with people with different belief systems that um, if you, you know, you, I found personally that going into um, past lives with the laws of karma, that has just been a huge, huge change for so many people, including myself. 
Um, but it's not for everyone because not everyone will believe in a past life situation. So this is where we have to sort of look at our loved ones and don't say, so just because it works for you, it's gonna work for them. It may be that you know you, you definitely have to respect where they're coming from. And if they don't want help, we can't always help them either. Uh, we have to be sort of like gentle with them and ready, get them ready for um, that opening where they go like I'm desperate because I've hit rock bottom and I can't do anything else that's usually when they'll open up to something that's a little different or you may maybe try something a bit <laughs> outside of their area that they normally go for. Um, I just think that the emotional side of things for people needs to be um, always open and moving. If we get too stagnant in anything, any life type of scenario, um, things get stuck. And we are meant to move. This is the thing, right? It's like, you know, they say with your body, if you don't move it, you lose it. And that's actually true of everything. You know, the emotions should be constant and moving. We should go through various different emotions in a day. Otherwise, you'd just be a zombie walking around with nothing. Exactly, or a big smile on your face when you're not really happy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that moves us to more positive emotions as well. They, they fluctuate within themselves. Mm. Sometimes we can be super-duper joyous, and then other times we can just be very content, and content is still a happy emotion. Yeah, but we've been programmed by certain TV shows to be dramatic. And or, and this is actually a problem with a lot of the, the younger generation at the moment is that the drama that they, they crave because they think they need constant attention. Mm. And so they can actually create dramas to have that constant attention because it becomes almost an addiction oh, for To them. the emotional ups and downs. And yeah, the, because emotions will actually do release certain hormones in your body. Yeah. You know, and, and just like when you go to the gym and you have that endorphin release because, you know, that's making you feel good. Well, experiencing certain hormones can actually do that for you as well through emotional traumas. Oh, gosh, right? this does bring up something for me because I remember when I was going through, and I've spoken about this on previous podcasts too, but in a previous relationship where you know, it was emotionally abusive, uh, and I remember going through therapy and getting to a point and I just said, I just feel numb. And because I was so used to the ups and downs within that, that abuse and that, yeah. that relationship, but then when I had to look back, you know, I had to realize all the patterns in you know before that where that came from as well. But definitely that drama hawk, mm. uh, and to have to sit in nothing was really uncomfortable, yeah, because you're so used to it and your body's almost craving the ups and downs and the, the, the big adrenaline release and then the big endorphin release. And um, you know, your dopamine levels will go crazy with all these different energies and so sometimes you, you feel deeply depressed and then other times you'll be high as a kite because you're you're just flying through all these different emotions constantly and that's not normal no now right? looking back I know that at the time that <laughs> felt that did feel normal isn't yeah. that incredible yeah and then to go now actually sitting in in I don't even, I wouldn't call it numb now but it would just be content and it feels great to be able to just be Mm. without any of the crazy highs or lows yeah exactly we've, we've got to be able to sit and think meditation is a really good key for anyone to be able to experience um, just that quiet space to know what emotions are going on inside of you because if you don't actually know how you feel then it's very hard to fix it so you know? true so true and that's it when you do ask people we're so used to asking someone oh how are you today and the response is usually good 
that doesn't actually tell you how you feel. No. Good is not necessarily a feeling. It's no. Just... And then and, and, and then you get people well actually. <laughs> and you think, oh gosh, oh, too much, I'm gonna too be much. stuck here yeah. for a while. But <laughs> but you know, I think that we've got to have that that constant self awareness. This is not just for yourselves either. This is for the the emotional well being of everyone around you. Yes. And yes. seeing, you know, seeing in someone the despair and, and you feeling like, oh, this is too much for me because I don't feel well and I can't cope with their despair. And just walking away from that, sometimes that's a really poor decision, particularly if they are in a very good headspace. So, you know, even though you may not feel you can cope with it, you must have people outside of yourself that you can refer to or bring in to help. You know, just be thinking about that, reaching out and going to groups, just voicing it sometimes is enough sitting down in um, you know in a therapeutic group and um, we spoke to the lovely Michelle um, a couple of podcasts ago um, her women's circles you know that supportive energy where you're with people that actually have been through similar things to yourself that is in- incredibly therapeutic to know that someone has gone through it and you can share something it makes you feel like you're not alone in the world you know so even if you start at that basic level and then you might actually feel more confident to sort of go a little bit deeper and have a one-on-one and start to really unpack that maybe huge suitcase. <laughs> it doesn't matter how big it is, guys. It can be unpacked to reach a point where your emotions don't rule your life. Yes. Okay. And I think that's the that's the takeaway from this. Do not allow negative things to rule your life. There's plenty of help out there. And and that brings me to another. We may have spoken about this on our forecast that we do. We do a, a weekly yes. forecast. Yeah about the difference between your emotions and your intuition because I think sometimes people get confused like if they're in fear for example you know I might be afraid of my child going to drive or something and my anxiety is kicking in it doesn't necessarily mean my intuition is telling me that they shouldn't drive no it's a fine line it's a fine line and also you've got to sort of include in that the empathic stuff yes so people who are empathic will actually feel the emotion of the people around them so it may not even be your fear that you're feeling okay um so yes, it, it is a little bit like, let's test it and see. Um, after a while, you get to realize what that feeling is and whether it is a warning or whether it is simply that you're just feeling someone else's emotion. Um, so it's, you have to sort of work your way through that. But understanding um, uh, what is going on, I think in the situation is, is also key. So communication, keeping the communication channels with everybody yeah. open, you know? And the way you do that is you don't judge. That's Oh, that is such right. a big one. So yeah. if they know they can come to you and tell you anything and you're not going to judge it, then you're going to be fully aware of what's going on in someone's life. Now, of course, we have people around us who have moved or slipped into victimhood. You know, every, the world's against me. Everything's always against me. They've got to get to a point where they can actually accept that it's happening for them, not mm-hmm. to them, um, where they can accept their own stuff and then we can start helping them unpack stuff. But until then, it will just always be other people's faults, right? So you have to pick your battles, guys. You have to pick your battles. <laughs> but when it comes to yourself, acknowledge, be self-aware and be willing to do something about it. That's it, yeah, exactly. And we've, we've spoken about all those modalities before that you can tap into to, to help with moving through these emotions because yes. they are powerful. And when we do move up in in vibration and we can move up into those higher levels of emotions gosh things change and and i think of it like uh like us shining so bright like say like a star and when there's little 
black bits, those emotions, they still stick on you, but you, you're quicker to spot them and quicker to let them go. Yeah, the self-awareness is absolutely a thing. And for all healers that are constantly working in this area, we are constantly scanning ourselves for, you know, negatives and, and just feeling like, okay, so why is this in me today? What am I doing with this today? Um, because you can't really be healing other people if you're just feeling so low and so flat. So perhaps that's a day for you. Maybe you take a day off and you just go, I just need to recharge my batteries. This is just what I need to do today. Um, so nurturing yourself and, and being kind to yourself and above all loving yourself means that you're then going to be able to have plenty to give to other people. So get your emotions in check. Don't let them run all over you. And definitely if you're feeling negative, do something about it. That's beautiful. Thanks so much for listening and watching us today. Be sure to like, share and subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening to The Divine Style with Jalinda Stella and Alison Maiden. You can ask questions or find out more at jalinda.com.au or alisonmaiden.com.